Hey, Dan. Hey, Tim. Uh, do you want to hear a story? Yeah, sure. So the other day, uh, Jade was, you know, enjoying this whole baby thing. And mm. she said, Tim, I want another baby. Mm. And I said, oh, that's such a relief because I really don't like this one either. <laughs> Let's get another one. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. True story. Nah, it's not. <laughs> I like that one. Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Tim. And for some reason I can't hear Tim. Oh, and I'm Tim. <laughs> no, I can. You muted me. I muted you. Uh, yeah, so welcome to the podcast, everyone. We are the Two Drunk Accountants, where we dispel the myths and mysteries of running a small business, one podcast at a time. <laughs> yeah, for over 200 podcasts. For over 200 podcasts. We have topics ranging from tax to entities to business planning to accounting Kirby software enthusiasm. to curb your enthusiasm. Mm. We have a ranging wide-ranging amount of uh, podcast topics. I would hazard a guess. You could send us any topic mm. and we could talk about it for half an hour. Yeah, I think we could. Mm. I, actually, <laughs> this is a good idea. That's a great... Everybody who was listening, if you have... Like, it doesn't even have to be accounting related. Here's the challenge. Any topic. Send us a topic. Mm. If we get a bunch of them, we might put a poll up and people have to vote on the topic that they want us to talk about and we will talk about anything Perfect. for half hour. If we choose your topic, you get a shirt. Yep. I love this idea. Oh, this is great. such a good idea. Done. Okay. Uh, but today's top <laughs> podcast topic episode <laughs> is is all about um, people who buy and sell collectibles, especially, mm. is really what we're talking about here. Yeah. I had a friend who asked me about selling Pokemon cards. Yes. And whether or not he'd have to pay tax. Yeah, that's right. We've all heard those stories. I hear this guy saved up for his house deposit buying and selling Pokemon cards <laughs> or he goes on eBay and he... And uh, and he or she buys these games or something and then sells them and makes a profit. First of all, who's buying Pokemon cards with over $30,000? It's ridiculous. That's a joke. Yeah, it is a joke. Uh, but we want to we want to get to the bottom of the tax consequences of this we because do. you know people you know I doubt they're declaring a lot of this stuff. So we want to talk mm. about it. But first, Tim, what, what is, is the Tim and Dano? Tim, how was your week? Yeah, good. Good. Uh, not much to talk about, really. Just we going through the motions. We played golf. We played. Go- that was really good. We played golf. Did you on enjoy Saturday. that? I did. I. How fun was that? On the very last hole, I hurt my back. <laughs> Just a wild <laughs> swing a huge, from the tee. <laughs> you're going for a huge drive. <laughs> And I may have hit the ground a little bit and just <laughs> even still today, my, my really? the middle of my back is just I could tell tweaks. you were sore after you hit yeah. that I, or didn't hit it. Exactly. More precisely. After I aimed at the ground <laughs> <laughs> furiously. You got to see my new clubs. I did. Well. You played well. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, thanks. I, I, yeah, I thought I was hitting them all right. Yeah. Not as well as like Luke and Michael. But, no, uh, no. But I, I actually feel, and I'm, I'm including myself in, in this, is yeah. that we as a collective played pretty well i think everyone yeah had moments where they were like wow that was good i'm really happy with that yeah so that's what made it fun mm. i've started to because um i'm and i've said this many times before that i'm the worst golf player out of out of our friendship group uh i've i've started to become self-competitive <laughs> 
And so I'm not competing with you anymore. It's just like I'm happy with the shots I've done yeah. if I'm like feel like I've improved. Oh, you hit him you were hitting him straight and long. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not precisely the length you needed, but no, but longer were, than normal. Yeah, and, normally and they just like go like yeah. like off to the right about twenty meters. Yeah. And you were hitting him straight. Twenty's generous. <laughs> <laughs> You're actually hitting good shots. A couple of times you hit it too long. Yeah, I know. Surprise. Because you take way too much club. Because you're used to old Dan. Yes, I'm used to old Dan, exactly. Yeah, it was a very enjoyable day of golf. Mm-hmm. You should join the golf club, Dan. Mm, no, nah, I still won't do that. Do it. I've got a great set of old clubs. <laughs> I have clubs. My clubs are fine. Clearly, I'm hitting better with them. <laughs> and I'm just, just finding my groove with those clubs. <laughs> yeah. um, Putting your back here. The other thing I've been doing a lot, Tim, is I've been watching a lot of the tennis yes. last week. Demon oil is gone. Yeah. There's no, he no never really stood a chance against the Djokovic. No, he didn't. Um, but I, I, I caught the end of a couple of those Andy Murray games, which is really good. Yeah. But I have a question for you. Yeah. Whenever I watch the tennis, there's always someone in the crowd at mm-hmm. some point, usually at many <laughs> points during this, who goes, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so dumb. When did that start? It's so dumb. And why is it only in tennis? Because uh, it's so quiet. Like Damo, my mm. good friend Damo, who mm. got married, by the way. Shout out to Damo. Shout out to Damo. Um, he, if he finds out anyone's going to the tennis, he's like, are you going to yell out between the points when everyone's <laughs> quiet? But like, he lo- loves it. Lots of people yell out and they yell things and they go say nonsense, whatever. But, it's, but there is that always that one. Oh, I and know. I just don't know why that started and why it's a tennis and why it's at every tennis game. I totally agree. It's sort of like when you go to a concert. Like most times you're going to hear who there it is. That's <laughs> yeah, it's you? true. It's yeah. Some the, the crowd just gets a little bit. There's certain bands yeah. also like mm. 660. Mm. You're always going to hear who there it is. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, I just like to get to the bottom of the oh, oh noise and just <laughs> see, see how that started. There probably is something like a viral video that we're just, yeah. I don't know. Too disconnected. Yeah, there's, there's a video of someone in, in 1966, Wimbledon, going, <laughs> oh, probably. <laughs> probably. Uh, yeah, the tennis has been good. Yeah. Mm. Yes, I'm enjoying, I'm going to enjoy the rest of it this week. As an aside, just for the listeners as well, uh, I found out today that Dan likes room temperature water. Mm, I do, yeah. And even, even, I'm not moved, ashamed of it. He moved our jug, which for, mm, how long have we been work, working together, Dan? 12 years? 13 years. Our jug's been in the fridge for mm. 13 years at work. And I've had enough of it. And today he moved it out of the fridge <laughs> and put a sticky note on top of it and said, This jug is to be left out of the fridge. <laughs> Tell us about this, Dan. Uh, so I took a vote. I've always hated um, yeah. uh, room, uh, fridge water, mm. just for my for my regular drinking water. If I if I if I'm particularly hot, mm. or if I'm slow sipping a water, I like a bit of cold water. But oh, ice, it's great. It's the best. Know, I put ice and water all the time at home. Mm. I'm not adverse <laughs> to cold water as a whole, but as my regular drinking water, I don't like cold water. My teeth are sensitive. I'm a sensitive man. <laughs> And I, d- I don't want to be drinking that cold water. I prefer room temperature. Is and it? Ju- <laughs> the tap water tastes like metal here. So <laughs> I want to filter too. Uh, is it just because if it's cold, it's too cold to wipe up with your sock mop? <laughs> no. <laughs> sock mop's used for all temperatures, boiling through freezing. <laughs> boiling um, through. 
but <laughs> but I don't like drinking the cold water. But I found uh, out through my research today that uh, room temperature water is better for digestion. It's better. Um, cold water can give you sinus that. problems. Mm. So really, I'm doing the office a favor by mandating that we have room temperature water. You took a vote when there was like three people in the room and you know two of them, <laughs> including you, wanted the room temperature water. So well, no, I didn't. You rigged I, it. I left a cold water in the downstairs fridge. <laughs> downstairs. People can still go get cold water. <laughs> You're a monster, Dan. Yeah. You're well, a monster. I'm sure the listeners out there agree with me that uh, room temperature water Why is... Why don't we put up a poll water. on Instagram later? Are you room temperature water or are you cold water? Yeah, and I think you're going to find it's an overwhelming room temperature water. <laughs> I'm usually a tap water drinker, but I don't like the water here. The stats in our office would suggest mm. from our small sample size, it's, it's cold water. It's not a significant sample size enough. Like we're not <laughs> going to get a result. Like statistically, I'm sorry, but like the eight of us, it's not good enough. All right, we're going to put this poll up. Mm. Let's do it. All after right. This. Uh, thanks for shaming me. And uh, <laughs> let's move on to the business update. Business update, uh, STP phase two mm. is is coming. If you haven't already updated your settings in your accounting software, you need to do that. It's not too hard. You've just got to go in and you've got to go to each employee if you're in zero, for instance, mm. and tick a few boxes to make sure that the categories are right. And then you've got to go into the payroll items mm. and make sure that they correspond with the ATO ones. Uh, if you're confused, call your accountant, but it's not too difficult. It's just sort of annoying. Yeah. I was just thinking of some sort of Dragon Ball Z joke, like the ATO and STP saying, this isn't even my final phase. Yeah, exactly. What's, <laughs> what's STP3? <laughs> oh, actually, I think the ATO commissioner said that at Xericon and it was payment happens at the time of payroll of yeah, the tax. I'm not sure about that. Mm. But I guess a lot of people are probably setting aside the tax mm. anyway. Which is a good, you know, it's, if, it's definitely the way to do it. If you're following the way of the drunkie, you should be putting some tax aside every time you do it. I don't and really, Uber. I don't like the idea of, you know, that cash though, going to the ATO three mm. months earlier. Mm. I don't like that. You don't like that? No. No, that's fair. Mm. You don't have to like it. They're speeding it up. Yeah, they are speeding it up. If something that they Maybe it should be optional. Payment optional for, mm. three, for that three months. You should know, they should know exactly mm. how much tax is withheld, but then you can still pay it. Mm. That's for normal due dates. That's just how it is now. They get that information. They do. Yeah. Mm. That's mm. phase That's phase one. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. The world's changing, Dan. The world. The world so if you're not setting aside, If you're not setting aside the tax from your payroll, what are you going to do when you get to phase three, Dan? I don't know, but the song I was just singing was Bo Burnham <laughs> comedy. <laughs> Are you gonna um, you gonna save the world through comedy? Yes. Is it that one? Yes. Is it that one? I love that moment love in that song, song where he's like, um, <laughs> uh, he's gonna change the world yeah. while still getting paid and being the center yeah. of attention. Yeah. <laughs> like, I could give away all my money. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. Uh, it's such a good show. Mm. Inside, it is good. Is good. Uh, all right. So, uh, Tim, uh, do you have a tight ass tip? Because I have one. Why don't you go first? Okay. And then I will add one. Okay. My tight ass tip today is is also water-based. Oh. And I'm not sure if I've used this one before. Okay. Uh, but it is twofold. Okay. The first one is put your water filter out of the fridge because <laughs> you don't have to have the fridge on maybe then. If that's all that's in the fridge, you could save energy by not having to cool that water that That's is so a natural stupid. resource. I feel like your filter is going to go quicker that way because like bacteria, so it's going to multiply. That's my next thing. Okay. Just don't get a water filter or just never replace the filter. <laughs> it's not necessary. 
This I totally agree with this yeah. theory. Yeah, I think just a good scrub every now and then. A good scrub is completely fine. <laughs> I am. I we have someone who works here who is a complete filter phobe. Yeah, because um, you, you set the timer on the top of the water filter. They recommend you replace it like something stupid, like every two months. That's ridiculous. Or something like, and they're like twenty bucks a pop you or more. You can still taste the difference. So you can taste the filtered water. No. You'd be able to taste if it wasn't filtering. Mm. I, I'm actually all for tap water. Except I agree. It's some places it does the water's yeah, not as good. Just old pipes. Like the, our office, the, mm. the water's a little metallic. I remember once you you did a whole Larry David against me, and you you, you <laughs> didn't did. believe that I could taste the difference between <laughs> the waters. <laughs> you, okay, you put them out, and I, I I knew which ones were which. You did. You you, you got it. Yeah, but yeah. at home tap water, fantastic. Don't need the filter. Here's an interesting one for mm. you, man. So don't get a filter, save money and don't put the filter in the fridge even if you have one. I I have a filtered jug at home mm. as well and it's a Brita one mm. and yeah, their filters are so expensive. Mm. I've never bought filters for it. I reckon yeah. I've replaced it. I've replaced one filter a year. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm still going to spare one. I might have used my last one recently. So I'm going to name and shame. It's Sarah in the <laughs> office who... Who <laughs> is really concerned about the filtered water? So much so that when when she tried to replace it at the correct time or their correct time, which is money making scheme, yeah. uh, and I said no, don't. Um, she started bringing her water in from home. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know how many times we've replaced that filter since she hasn't been here on maternity leave? And it's we're coming up to a year. Not once. Not once. And it tastes good, Dan. Water's fantastic. You can taste it. It it's, tastes fine. It's great. Yeah. Well, my so, thing mm. at home is mm. um, I filter my just flat water, mm. but my fizzy water I get straight from the tap okay. because that metallic taste is actually pretty good in soda water. It's it not bad. It tastes like you're drinking out of a can, like yeah, a soft drink. Of, yeah, yeah, it sort of like makes it a little bit more bitter. Yeah, right. So I found, I've tested this. Mm. I put filtered water in my soda stream bottle mm. and made it bubbly. Mm. Doesn't taste as good mm. as if it's just tap water. So, your let me put it. I'm going to put this out here. Yeah, you're criticizing me for liking just regular water, right? Just room temperature, room temperature, normal water. water yeah, yeah, sickening. And you're somebody who likes to fizzy their water and only drink it cold. And you're oh. criti- And you're like, do you know oh, who would survive in the wild out of the, out of the two of us, Tim? <laughs> I like Me. fizzy water. It's yeah. nice. You'd be like, oh, Bubbles I'm on my so tongue. thirsty and we're going to die in this desert, but <laughs> this is flat and warm. I can't drink this. I'm the sort of guy, if I go to a cafe and they mm. have free sparkling water mm. on tap, I'll, I will hammer it. Mm. I will drink like five bottles of it. <laughs> or like if you go to a restaurant and they just put the yeah. complimentary sparkling water on the table, mm. I will literally down 10 of them. Yeah, I'm not, I don't obsessed. like the sparkling water. I'll fill up a plastic bottle mm. and take it away with me as well from the <laughs> restaurant. And I'll be like, oh, can you just top this up yeah. again, please? Sorry, can you top up my, uh, my soda stream <laughs> yeah. bottle for me? Obsessed. That's classic. Yeah, but that doesn't... Look, Dan, that just means I'll drink water of any form. Mm. Except in its natural form. <laughs> <laughs> I've even... Like, I went on a hike one time. I put a tablet in water to purify it and waited two hours. Mm, and that cool. water was very hot and disgusting. <laughs> Have I you, found a puddle. Have you seen those um, those like straws you get that have the charcoal and stuff mm. in them? And you drink through that and it filters the yep. water. They're yep. cool. Yeah, mm. I don't think it works as well as the um, the tablet. The tablet, but mm. if you're just filtering normal tap water, it's fine. If mm. It's like water going down a stream. Mm. You probably want to kill all the bugs in it. Probably. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's 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 move on to our main topic. 
Is anyone else thirsty after that? Water I am actually like no joke. I'm a little bit thirsty. <laughs> it's, it's a bit warm in here, but my mouth is my mouth's dry. I'm thinking the same thing. All right, what we want to talk about today is is people um, trying to sell collectibles online to make some money, and, and they don't think they pay tax on it. That's the general idea. But we want to talk Pretty about much. what are the tax yeah. consequences of buying and selling these things yeah. because yeah. a lot of people do stuff like this. They they have something and they sell it on eBay. Now, does that mean that's taxable? Does that mean that they Maybe. need to worry about that and remember it and put in their tax return next year? Maybe. Let's find out. Oh, can't wait. So the first thing we want to tackle is is collectibles. Yeah, like a is, Pokemon card. This is like a Pokemon card mm. or stamps or... Would you say an NFT? No. No. No, I think they've got a specific... Um, they have their own ruling. They have their own ruling. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You could almost call it artwork. Yeah. It's like digital artwork, but it's also on the blockchain. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, we won't get into that. We want okay. to talk about physical collectibles right yeah. now. Yep. Antiques, coins. Antiques, spoons. If you're a spooner like me, <laughs> if you, you know, spooning with Chris and Dan coming soon. <laughs> um, but um, uh, if, if you're buying and selling these things, uh, you want to know if you have to pay tax on it because you want to mm. factor that in. Yeah. Good news is if you just happen to have a Pokemon card lying around at home and it's gone up in value and you sell it on eBay, you don't pay tax on that. How good's that? But why is that, Dan? Because if you buy a collectible for less than $500 and then you sell it, mm-hmm. uh, it's not a CGT. Wow. And so, providing it's, it's just a once-off sort of occurrence. So that Charizard I bought... 15 years ago for $501. Mm, bugger, you the foily Charizard is now going to mm. be worth a lot. That, that shiny is going to be worth a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I call them foilies. Yeah. It's Tumby versus Berkeley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But That's if you bought news. it for four ninety nine, mm. no CGT on that. Now it's go. worth $750. Now, I would just go ahead and say here, Dan, mm. If something's now worth 30 or 40 grand mm. and you're hoping you could buy it for $500 mm. or less and then sell it for 30 or 40 grand, you've probably missed the boat. You've missed the boat on that one. So it's not really going to save many people tax unless they already had this collectible item. Correct. So this is great for mm. people who are like true collectors yeah. who had these things in mint conditions. Exactly. This, and this rule is really to protect those people who just sort of more of a hobby collects yeah. some things and they occasionally sell a couple of them That's it, and yeah. buy a couple more or yeah. something. It's, it's not a business. It's yeah. not a CGT event. Mm. It's just your own personal collectible that you're disposing of. Because a collector isn't in it to make money necessarily. It's like the thrill. They, they, yeah, they, they just love the pieces. They love cheap thrills. Yeah. yeah. They love having collected it. Mm. So, so yeah, really quite simply. That is simple. Very simple. Now, if that collectible was cost more than $500 and then you sold it again, you do pay tax on that. Mm. Now, the funny thing, if you make a loss on a collectible, yeah. so if you buy a collectible for $1,000 and you sell it for $600, you can only apply that capital loss against other collectibles. Yeah, so against gains on other collectibles. Correct. Mm. Yeah, whereas normally with CGT assets, mm. uh, when you make a loss, that loss will either apply against other gains, mm. CGT, or carry forward for future years. Yeah, so, so let's say you uh, had an investment property and then you also own some shares. And if you sold mm. that investment property in a financial year at a gain... Uh, and you also sold some shares, but you made a loss, you could apply the sh- loss from the shares to the gain of the investment property. Yep. But in this instance, if you made, had that same investment property that you sold 
and you sold a bunch of collectibles at a loss, yep. you can't apply that loss against the gain on the investment property. For sure. You have to just carry that loss forward until you sell more collectibles at a gain. Nice. So good to know. But Dan, if you are constantly buying collectibles that are $500 or less and mm. selling them at a gain, mm. is that going to be different? Yes, because instead of just doing a once-off transaction or a little hobby, um, you start moving into the territory of being in a business. Mm. And this is where it's no longer in the realm of CGT yep. and it's now in the realm of that stock in your business mm. and you're doing this for profit. Yeah, so you're like going out intending to make profit mm. and you're not just doing it as a one-off. Mm -hmm. There's many occurrences of this. Mm -hmm. You're organized, systemized. Yeah, well, let, let's go through some of the questions. So the ATO um, have a good little criteria about are you a business or are you a hobby? Mm. And like a lot of these things, it's not straight down the line yep. succinct, like yes or no. It's a little bit gray. Yep. Um, but here's, here's some of the questions they ask. So if, if you're somebody, let's, just, let's give two examples. Mm -hmm. uh, let's just, we'll make up a random person. We'll, we'll call him Dennis. <laughs> and we'll just say Dennis um, buys and sells games and, and uh, pop culture things on, on eBay. He collects things, right? Yep. Uh, and he, he sells two of these things a month. They, he buys them for less than $500. Mm. He sells them. He makes you know, $100 yeah. as a gain at a time. And he, he's not that active in it. He just yeah. sort of has things in his collection and he sells mm -hmm. them and makes yep. a bit of money. Uh, and then we have, let's just, we'll say, we'll call another friend. Actually, we'll call this person Damo, for lack of a better <laughs> word. Um, and Damo uh, buys and sells 10 things a week. Yeah. Wow. And Damo has a spreadsheet and he keeps track of wow. what he's got and what he sells. Is that organized? Yeah, he's really he's quite organized and, mm. and his purpose is to try and make this as a bit of a side hustle, constantly mm. bring in some revenue every week. He's got some goals he wants to hit. Yeah, right? wow. Yep. So let's let's apply this criteria to those two people. Mm. The first thing, do you intend to be in business is their first question. <laughs> <laughs> Most people who want to avoid this will be like, no, no, no I'm not no. intending to be business. I'm just, no, just making a little bit of money on the just side. Yeah. Money. <laughs> uh, do you intend to have uh, a prospect of making a profit from these activities? Well, that's harder to argue no yeah. against that one. Most people would They'll be selling to something yes. to make a profit, yeah. right? Yeah. Now, if you're a hobbyist or a collector, it's more likely you're selling something to buy something else. Yeah. It's not to make a profit. Yeah, true. Right? Yep. But if you're Damo in this example... Mm who's selling things purely because he has financial goals mm. in mind, well, he's intending to make a profit. Yeah. Uh, Dennis, he might hope he makes a bit of money, but mm. really he's just sort of selling a few things off yeah. and buys a few more stuff and he's having a bit of fun with it. Yep. Uh, is the size or scale of your activities enough to make a profit? Mm, interesting. Yeah, so if you, you really aren't doing this at a large scale. Mm. So if, you, if you're Damo mm. and you're selling... 10 things a week and you're making mm. a couple hundred dollars each one then all of a sudden you're making a thousand dollars a week in profit yeah that's of a scale that Definitely. he's making a decent amount of money from that yep right mm -hmm. dennis selling two things a month it's not gonna and he's only money. getting 50 bucks a pop yeah that's not really it's of not, a scale no, right no so in this case dennis is a no demo mm. is a yes mm -hmm. are the activities repeated and continuous that's pretty obvious that's so a yes demo yes yep dennis is Possibly sort of not. yes. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, and what the ATO says is that the more of these you answer yes to, the more likely you mm. are a business. 
uh, are your activities planned, organized, and carry out in a business-like manner? For this example, is a big one. Yep. This is a big one. Do you keep records and have separate business bank account? So in Damo and Deno's case, Dennis's case, uh, Damo has a spreadsheet. Yeah. He keeps track. Yeah. Dennis doesn't. Mm. So it's not in that criteria. Not really. Yeah. Uh, advertise and sell your goods and services to the public mm. rather than just to family and friends. Yeah, that's a pretty big one. So both of them are selling on eBay or mm. or something. Yeah. So that's to the public. Yep. Operate uh, from business premises. Do you have a business premises? Mm. Both of them are a no in that case. Yep. Because we're assuming Demo and Dennis are doing this from their from homes. home. Yeah. Uh, maintain or required. Li- so maintain required licenses or qualifications. Neither of these. They yeah, don't need that. Probably not for Pokemon cards. Have a formal business plan or budget. Well, that comes back to the planning aspect. Yeah. So, so if you've, you've put pen to paper on a plan for this business, hmm. it's indicating something more formal. So Dennis didn't really have a plan. He's just sort mm. of doing things ad hoc. Yeah. Damo, however, had a financial goal. He had a yeah. budget. He had things he was trying to hit. Yeah. That's a plan. Yeah. Uh, have a business name or an ABN. Now, mm. if, if you're trying to not be a business, you're not going to be registering for an ABN. Yep. Um, so in this case, no. So... Based on that criteria that we just went through, to me, it seems more likely that Damo is a business mm. and Dennis isn't a business. Yeah, because Dennis isn't planned, organized, or carried out in a business-like manner. The scale of it's not enough scale, to really make yeah. a big, like a proper profit. That's right. And he wasn't intending to make a profit from his activities. He was more just, if there was a profit, it was a byproduct of his interest. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Whereas Damo was trying to make a profit, he mm. was organized, yep. it was of the scale that it was big enough to do it, and he was planned. Yeah, so this would also affect collectibles. Correct. Um, just because there's a CG tool, CGT rule around collectibles, that if mm-hmm. you buy it for less than $500 and then sell it for a gain, you don't have to mm-hmm. pay capital gains tax. Well, capital gains tax is different to just ordinary income tax. That's right. And this is where they'll catch you if you are operating more like in a business manner. Yep. So um, this could actually be even worse than if you paid capital gains tax because you don't get the CGT concessions. You don't get a discount. Yeah. Whereas if it's a capital gains tax and you've held that item for more than twelve months, mm. you straight away get a fifty percent discount on the gain. Yeah. So that Pokemon card you bought for two hundred dollars and then sold twenty years later for fifty thousand mm. uh, dollars. Well, that's not a gain at all because it was bought for. But let's say you bought it for five hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. And now you've made a twenty nine thousand dollar gain. Mm. Well, divide that by two. It's only 15. So that adds into your income tax. Exactly. So, um, so yeah. So, collectibles. And, and this is reminds me a lot about the uh, crypto. When crypto first came mm. out, everyone started talking about this personal use assets. Yeah. It's a personal use asset. I bought it for <laughs> less than $10,000. I can do what I want with it, right? Yeah. Um, similar kind of thing. Um, mm. People forget that. Uh, if you have an asset for personal use, like a boat, for instance, mm. and you've bought that boat for fifteen thousand dollars, mm. and then you then sell that boat for twenty, well, that's actually a capital gain event. Yeah, you've earned five thousand dollars of income. Yep. Uh, funny thing about personal use assets, you can never use the losses. There you go. Yeah. There you go. And it exempts your car. It exempts your car as well. Yeah, which is a good distinction. But the good, the interesting thing about that boat. Um, if you buy that boat for $9,000 and you make a gain, 
obviously that's less than 10,000. You're not paying tax on that. Yep. But then if you then start buying and selling boats at $9,000 and selling them for more routinely, you're a business. You're a business. Yep. So it's the same principles. Yep. So it's really interesting that a lot of people don't consider this. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, I think there's some pretty clear cut rules around it. So hmm. it's handy. Obviously, if you are intending to profit, yeah. And you are organized and you're planning to scale your operation and make profits. Yeah. You're probably in business and you probably need to include that income in that's, your tax return. That's always my go-to. So for, for all you accountants out there or for you budding side hustle owners right now, the question I always ask people is, well, what's your goal? Yeah. Are you trying to earn profit from this? Where and if they say yes, yeah. then I'm like, well, then it's likely that you're doing a business here. For us, to get usually serious about it. the fact yeah. that they're sitting with an accountant talking about it's it. It's fair occasion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's kind of planned. Yeah. But normally this is like at a barbecue when yeah. you've, you know, they found out you're an accountant yeah. um, and after they get up, you know, away from the initial shock <laughs> of being in the vicinity of an accountant, um, they then start to ask questions like, so um, I've been buying and selling... Um, <laughs> Uh, all these um, Dragon Ball Z tazos. <laughs> and uh, do I have to pay tax on that? I don't have to pay tax on that, right? <laughs> I always love that they lead so with, funny. I don't have to pay tax on that, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It's like, confirm my bias, please. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I literally had that over the weekend at a barbecue. Someone found out I was an accountant. Never spoke to him before. And he mm. came over and was like, oh, you're the accountant, aren't you? Mm. How much should, should you be putting in super each year? And I was like, well, Depends how much you have to put in super. <laughs> how much money do you have? Yeah. What's your retirement goals? Yeah. Go speak to a financial planner. Yeah. Piss off. Yeah. <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> trying to eat my snag. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much how it went. Yeah. <laughs> Conversation didn't go for long. No. No. You know, I love speaking to people at barbecues, Tim, but um, sometimes I just want to eat my sausage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, funny. He got tipped off that I was an accountant and that's mm. how he came over and spoke to me. He was mm. probably just trying to be friendly. Maybe. I wasn't up for it but then. No. I wasn't up for it. Okay, so to wrap this up, do you have to pay tax when you sell collectibles? The answer is it depends. <laughs> <laughs> and the criteria is... <laughs> Maybe. If it's a once-off transaction or a rare transaction and you bought them for less than $500 then no, you don't have to pay tax on that. Yep. If you've bought them for more than $500, then yes, that's a capital gain event. If you're buying and selling them a lot, regardless of the price that you've bought them for, then it's more likely to be a business and mm. yes, it becomes ordinary income in your name. Yep. So yeah, that's the answer to that question. Easy peasy. That was a very succinct uh-huh. topic. Like, I like it. We just, we just know what we're doing now. And yeah, I think we should keep it this length. It's good length. All right. Um, that's what she said. Um <laughs> So, I do you have another thing, Tim? Uh, yes, I do actually. Uh, genius. What does that mean to you? Genius. Yeah, genius. Um, well, at first I thought genius, but then you said yas, and that makes me think of yas queen. <laughs> Maybe I pronounced it wrong. Yeah, but like, yeah, it's the Kanye documentary. Ah, uh, yeah, genius, genius. I think it's Y U H S J. E-E-N-Y-U-H-S. Okay, right. Genius. Uh, I'm pretty sure, like I've only watched the first episode and a half out of mm. three. Where do, you, where do you find it? Netflix. Okay. It's won some awards at like a film festival mm. somewhere. And um, I can see why. I'm really liking it. He, I recommend it. 
he didn't make it though, right? Uh, this dude named Cootie yeah. made it. Uh, made it, mm. and um, yeah, this, the the actual documentary starts. It's Kanye in twenty twenty. He's wearing one of those like red hats mm. saying "Make America Great Again" or something, mm. so rapping like incoherent to some weird song. Mm. And then he gets on the phone speaking to his um, agent or manager about like the president election and all this. And it's like, oh my God. (laughs) But then it goes back to um, like early 2000s, Mm. late 90s when he's hustling to make it. Mm. And like the difference is crazy. Yeah. So so it's not like how good's Kanye. It's more like Kanye's kind of lost it. Well, for those first few years, he was... It hasn't gotten to the, the more... I haven't gotten to the more okay, recent cool. years. So. Right. But for those first, I'd say three years, that's kind of where we're at still. Mm. He still hasn't... I'm almost halfway through episode two and he still hasn't released his first album. He's yeah, still hustling sure. with Rockefeller Records to get the first album released, mm. which features like Jesus Walks, mm. um, Through the Wire. Mm. Uh, what else? The album's College Dropout. Like it's full of hits. Mm. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, but he's like hustling for like studio time mm. so he, that's why he's got songs with um jamie fox yeah right because he went and used jamie fox's home studio because rockefeller records wouldn't book him for mm. any studio time or there's um ludicrous he has a song with ludicrous mm. same deal just when like ludicrous was recording just so he went and cra- like basically gate crashed mm. um and so ludicrous features on kanye's album that's what ludicrous gets out of it mm. Yeah, it's unreal. So I'm loving it. That's cool. And I'm pretty sure they named it that because they went and visited Kanye's childhood home mm. and their dog's name was Genius. And the way they said it was like, right. we'd, we'd call that dog Genius. Because <laughs> <laughs> it always escaped. <laughs> Something like that. That's cool. It's yeah. a shame he's lost it and he's more like yeah. anti-Semitic now and I'm, stuff. Yeah, I'm wondering like where it goes to, like mm. where, where it stops. Mm. But uh, it's pretty inspiring. His early... Early stuff. His early rise mm. is really inspiring. And you can see how much confidence he has uh, and that he just believes in himself. Like absolutely no doubt mm. that he's going to make it, which is pretty cool. That is cool. That it's is just a shame that that could turn you into a monster yeah. later in life. <laughs> but... That's yeah. a good one. Good recommendation. Good recommendation. Um, I'll keep on the same theme. Yeah. Uh, I've been watching the uh, Chris Hemsworth Limitless hey. show on uh, Disney. Isn't that the one where he uh, gets the... I mean, it was probably a little bit clickbaity, but he got the... Um, I'm not up to that episode uh, yet. The so Alzheimer's. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. The next episode's memory, which I'm assuming yeah. is is that. He does the test and finds out that he's at a higher risk. Dis- of getting early onset mm. dementia or Alzheimer's. So the no first good. episode was stress. The yeah, second right. episode was shock. Okay. The third one was fasting. Yep. The fourth one was something else. And I think it's like memory and acceptance or okay. something with the last couple, which cool. I'm yet to watch. But um, the reason I mention it is it's sort of down, the whole show is sort of about what you've been reading in that book. Lifespan, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and some of the things are the same <laughs> about you putting your body in shock and, and yeah, all that nice. kind of stuff. Um, cool. So there's a few things that at the end of the episode, it kind of summarizes what he's decided nice. to put into his life to nice. take on cool. like, the research that they've said. That's awesome. A couple of things I've put into yeah, my life after watching. What are you doing? Um, cold showers? W- yep. The worst one is cold showers. <laughs> Just 30 seconds at the end of, of your shower. Okay. Have it cold. Wow. Apparently it boosts your immune system. Wow. Which, you know, is always good. That's um, cool. But then it was also like you should have saunas twice a week and ice baths. Like wow. you should go extremes. Yeah. That does something to you as well. Mm. 
And then on another episode, he he does this fasting thing with a doctor. Okay. And he does it for four days. The doctor does it with him. And they don't eat for four days. Water only for four days. And then at the end of the fourth day, he has to go catch his own meal. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. That sounds like Liver King. Yeah. And then, um, uh, but then he's decided that, and after speaking to the doctor, like, through, like in his normal life, uh, don't eat till lunch three times a week. Yeah, nice. And then once a month, do a 24-hour fast. <sighs> wow. Yeah. But like his mates do it with him, the four-day one. And then after day two, they're just like eating pizza and like... <laughs> They just dropped out. Yeah. <laughs> it would be so hard to not eat for four days. Oh, I can't. I, I struggle. So yeah. I can, if, if I haven't eaten by after lunch, I'm like, yeah. oof. Yeah. yeah. This is tough. Yeah. But I, can, I can totally get it because your body goes into a bit of shock and yeah. self-preservation mode. You know, apparently, so. I don't know if the science is real. I'd have to do some own research. But what they were saying on the show was that it, um, like it clears out some of the bad toxins and things in your body and your body goes into a repair mode instead yeah, of like an yeah. eat mode or something well that's what um yeah. yeah that's what's in this book lifespan yeah. that i've been reading but that's why i mentioned it because i figured yeah, um, you I'm should watch that. the show no, I, I should definitely I should read the book limitless on netflix uh oh, sorry you said disney disney limitless i will check that out yes i'm keen yes it is good cool yeah that's uh nice one dan that's me i like it let's live forever yep forever i want to live I mean, not forever, but maybe would you live forever? 150 would be good. I'd like to live like, like healthy. I'd like to live healthily for several hundred years, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's, unhealthily for one more hundred. Yeah, you know, it's kind of yeah. <laughs> it's kind of interesting because thinking this way makes you like come back to today's perspective and mm. be like, well, how would I change? The way I'm living, if mm. I knew I did live for like 200 years. Yeah. Yeah. How it, would you change? If someone said that you could live your, li- your life um, in the fast lane, Tim, mm. you know, you're out and about, you're hustling, you're doing mm. stuff, you're living the fun life, right? Mm. And if you do that, you get to live for 80 years. Or mm. you can really look after yourself yeah. and do things right. Yeah. You might not have as much fun as the other person I know. but you're gonna live for 200 years <sighs> what would you choose i mean you're going 200 right yeah it's just, it's just gonna suck on that that just reminds me of that um, ricky gervais quote from the office where he's like you know live like uh, live fast die young not me but like, <laughs> <laughs> live fast die old <laughs> it's like he just misses the point of it completely <laughs> Uh, yeah. Ricky Gervais. It's so good. All right, let's end it there. If you want to get in touch, two drunk podcast at gmail.com, two drunk accountants on all the social medias, two drunk accountants.com.au. Tell us if you um if you drink cold water or hot water. Uh <laughs> tell us uh if what topic you would like us to talk about for half hour. It could be anything. Anything. It could be couches. It could be yeah, a tax topic. It could be uh skincare routines. It could for be sure. whatever you'd like us to talk about. Yeah. The funniest one, actually, we want at least five good ones and we'll put it put up it for out. a poll. Yeah, put it yeah. up for a poll. So Sounds send them good. in. All yeah. right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll see you next week, uh, which may even be the start, Tim, of uh, Love February. Yeah, Love Feb. We've got a special topic for Love February. <laughs> All right. We All right. will uh, see everybody next week. Bye. Bye.